Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. Hello and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining me on the first Beautiful Baggage podcast of 2020. Can you believe it? I still can't wrap my head around that. I know many of you are new to the podcast, so here's just a quick version of what this podcast is all about, just the quick um, description. I created this show to inspire you to travel because that is one of my big passions in life. And I think it's a fabulous personal development tool as well. It's a way of growing and expanding your horizons. Even more importantly, I want in, through this podcast to encourage you to explore new possibilities in your everyday, to experience every day like a great adventure, and to use what you learn to take your life to new levels. That's one of the reasons I'm getting a coaching certificate and I should be certified by March and um, we'll be taking everything to a new level personally and also for you as well. So uh, stay tuned. Today is part two of a three-part episode called Dreaming the Impossible Dream, which had its part one at the end of 2019. I encourage you to go back and listen to get a more complete picture of what I'm trying to say and how I want to inspire you as you set your goals and resolutions for the new year. The gist of that episode is don't be afraid to dream big and to spend time dreaming, really thinking about what you'd like to achieve in your life what kinds of people you'd like to attract, where you'd like to travel, what you want in your everyday environment. I do believe that the law of attraction, even though it's become kind of a cliche catchphrase, is a real thing. It's the idea that we get what we focus on. I learned about this idea for the first time through Tony Robbins many, many years ago, although I don't think he called it the law of attraction at the time. I'm not sure. He said, and you can do this with me now, just look around your environment and look specifically for the color brown. Just brown. See it? <laughs> I bet you do. And pretend like the color represents negative things in your life. Again, look for the color brown. Keep looking. Oh my gosh, I see it everywhere now that I'm focused on it. And if we think about it, look for it, focus on it, we can feel surrounded in brown literally and figuratively. I sometimes think about this lesson when I walk the streets of San Francisco. Some areas, unfortunately, are not the cleanest in the world for a variety of reasons, and some of those reasons are quite tragic because of the level of street homelessness, for example. And if I really focus intensely on it, my mood and my outlook on life will go to a dark place as well. But try switching that color focus, say, to green. I can't remember what Tony Robbins suggested, but let's just say green because of its association with life and growth and abundance and nourishment. Green is everywhere too. I'm seeing it everywhere as I look right now in my room in San Francisco where I'm recording. Even in some of the most depressing places, like the little homeless encampments you see around San Francisco, where I often had to go as a reporter from time to time when I was working in radio, if you look, you can find literally the color green. 
You might this time of year see a little Christmas tree next to a homeless person's tent, a green collar on their dog's neck, or if you want to be figurative, you'll hear words of hope. You'll see love amid the despair on the streets. And using that concept, let's call it for the purposes of this podcast, the law of attraction, you start to see the idea come to life that what you focus on grows. I found that if you use the law of attraction deliberately and with action behind it, it can move your life in truly remarkable ways. Here I issue the caveat, you have to put some effort and action behind your goals and dreams. You have to deliberately step in that direction. Sitting around thinking about what you'd love to do and doing nothing doesn't work. But taking time to sit around and think about it is also, ironically, an important part of the process and part of the magic. So in this episode, I'm going to encourage you to do this in a deliberate way. So how did the law of attraction help me achieve some of the goals I outlined in part one of this episode? For example, getting into Columbia Journalism School, getting to be a news anchor and reporter in a major media market, winning awards, some national awards even. I had some pretty big obstacles 20 years ago. Shyness, struggles with writer's block, many setbacks in my work and just on the path. How did I keep going? Well, one of the tools I used in 2020 was vision boarding and vision booking. I'll explain more in a minute. Uh, Those of you who already know about vision boards, because you hear about that more often, a vision book is essentially the same idea. You just have many pages of vision boards uh, in one book versus just having one on your wall. So what was my vision board? Let me back up just a bit. Back in the late 90s and around early 2000, when I had so many of those big goals for my life that seemed so impossible, and I was living in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and working at a very small television news station as a news anchor and reporter, I didn't know how I was going to reach my goals. But I learned somewhere that if you create a sort of visual collage, that represents your goals with images and perhaps a few words, and look at those images and words often, you're priming your brain to look for them. Now, I know some of this sounds really woo-woo, and I agree. There are people who take it too far by making vision boards, for example, and then expecting the universe to deliver on the goal without putting in any effort. But I find that, and there is scientific evidence to back me up here, visioning, visualizing, plants a seed in your brain and when you see something or are offered or are offered something that matches the emotional energy of what it is you've primed your brain to create in your life it's your cue to go for it you're being something that your brain goes oh yes of course and then the next thing you know you're attracting other things into your life that align with your vision whether or not you purposely set out an intention to bring those things into your life or not they're all related I'm not going to go deeply into the explanation of this because there's a lot online about vision boarding, and I'll post a few articles to my show notes at yourbeautifulbaggage.com, that's my website, to explain what vision books and boards are and how they work. But to go back to my time in Idaho in 2020 when I was working on a vision board, here are a few of the visual goals I put in my vision book, and I'll talk a little bit about how they came to life. These were mostly photos cut out of magazines, by the way, and I would paste them into my book with a glue stick. So for example, I wanted to go to Columbia University in New York City for grad school. I had an image of a student with the words grad school written underneath it, and I had pasted that in my book. I cut out a picture of a very confident young woman walking in front of the Empire State Building and put that in my book. 
Obviously, I took action towards this goal, but I graduated two years later from Columbia in 2002. I wanted to work in a major media market and report on national stories. So my vision book had pictures of not just the Empire State Building in New York, but also the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and the dome of the US Capitol in Washington, DC. By 2003, I was doing contract reporting for NPR out of Washington, DC. And I filed a number of stories for the network years after that. And of course, I ended up being hired full-time as a news anchor and reporter in San Francisco, as many of you know. That's a major news market. And like I said, the Golden Gate Bridge was one of the images I cut out. Didn't get too attached to the idea, but it was a dream and I cut it out and put it in my vision board. When I was really deep into my visioning work, I also just cut out photos that inspired me or that I thought were beautiful. And it's really interesting when I look back now how many of those images or the ideas behind the images showed up in my life. For example, I pasted a picture of a farmhouse in Tuscany in my vision book. And in 2007, about six, seven years later, I was invited to join a group of friends at a farmhouse in Tuscany. I had pasted the interior of an elegant urban restaurant and nightclub in my vision book. I didn't think about where it was at the time. I just liked the look and feel of it. And I dreamed of spending time in places like that. And about six years later, in San Francisco, I found myself in an elegant urban restaurant and nightclub and realized, oh my gosh, this is the exact place in my vision board. I could continue, but I think you get the point. There is power in visualizing and focusing on what you want in life. There's also a lot of power in writing your goals and dreams in a journal and reading those goals regularly. That's something I also did a lot 20 years ago. And also, I simply want to encourage you to watch what you consume, the kind of television, social media content, podcasts you pay attention to. All that primes your brain for either more positivity or more negativity, so be deliberate about it. To this day, I'm still pinching myself over the fact that in 2005, I had the great privilege of working with Dr. Maya Angelou at her home in North Carolina, two times. Two times I sat with this great poet, writer, civil rights activist, all-around Renaissance woman and cultural icon at her dining room table while she recited her own poetry into my microphone. Now, that was never an explicit goal, working with Maya Angelou, but I believe strongly that that experience was a byproduct of my vision board exercise and other things I was doing back 20 years ago in 2000 in my apartment in Idaho Falls, Idaho. I want to talk more about that experience and my manifestation of Maya Angelou into my life, but I think it deserves its own episode. So I'm going to leave that for part three of Dreaming the Impossible Dream, a bit of a cliffhanger for you. In the meantime, I challenge you to have fun dreaming and visioning beautiful, green, life-giving feelings and things you'd like to bring into your life in 2020 and beyond. And think big even if it takes you longer than you expected or you veer off into a direction you never imagined, I promise you it's going to be an interesting ride that's going to grow you in the process. And isn't that what life is all about? Growing and learning and reaching our next level of greatness. Thank you for listening. You can find my show notes at yourbeautifulbaggage.com. Again, that's my website, 
Don't forget the your, yourbeautifulbaggage.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter there, which I'd love for you to do. That way you'll never miss an episode. And you'll also hear a little bit more about my coaching as I go along with my certification and begin to create programs. Happy, happy new year. Happy 2020. Wishing you all the best. And I'll see you in the next episode of Beautiful Baggage. Beautiful Baggage.